Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison M., the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry. So let's get down to business. podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Brien, and I am fortunate, so fortunate today to be joined by the one and only John Justice, uh, founder and frontman of Hallow Tribe. Uh, John and I actually met through Wisconsin Music Ventures. I think, John, you may have attended uh, one of the musician meetups uh, that I have the pleasure of hosting. And... Um, we, we met, we, we kind of aligned on some things, mm-hmm. and several two- or three-hour Zoom meetings later, um, and, you know, a couple of episodes of your own podcast, uh, we have formulated a pretty good friendship here. Yeah. Uh, so I've been eager for this conversation for many, many months, and we're so happy to be doing this interview today um, from the Podcast Town Studios. Uh, listeners, you know that um, most of these interviews we do via Zoom, so we are live and in person uh, today. Um, very special guest here with, with uh, Wisconsin Music Ventures member John Justice, who, as I mentioned, a musician, um, also a, a pretty strong contributor to Wisconsin Music Ventures. Uh, John also hosts or co-hosts now with, with RAF. Uh, the weekly musician meetup at mm-hmm. No Studios, uh, songwriting sessions and jam sessions and all kinds of great stuff that happens there. So, well, first and foremost, John, welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, and uh, and John is uh, has a very interesting story. Uh, John was born in Australia yep. and moved to the States uh, to to Nebraska as a child, mm-hmm. and then eventually found his way in uh, in Milwaukee, or found his way to Milwaukee, I should say. And you went full time into music. Um, what was it like a year ago or so? Um, I wanted to go full time into music like year and a half ago, and I've kind of stopped and started over the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah, and you've you've when you when you stop and make music kind of your your side hustle uh, in your day job, John, you are a therapist. Sometimes, yeah. Yes, I have been. I was a therapist for several years, and then I stopped and went back to working at a restaurant for the same amount of money. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's a thing that happens. Um, and then I tried to move back to Australia, but COVID kept me here. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, yeah, I've done a number of different things, but I went back to therapy from like February to this past August. So like however many months that is, it's five of this year, 2022. And I just wasn't making enough music and I was spending too much of my time driving back and forth to Oak Creek. And so right now... Um, therapy is a thing of the past, but who knows what the future holds. So as of right now, uh, you are a full-time musician. Yes. If you, yeah, you could slice it that way. So I mentioned <laughs> that John is the founder and frontman of a band called Hollow Tribe, and we will get into just what Hollow Tribe means, um, as well as diving into some of the stuff that he's working on. Uh, but John is also in a couple of other bands. Um, you are in uh, the Merrill Miller, Miller Band, correct? Yeah, and we're still trying to figure out a name. Okay. Merrill Miller is a great stage name. It's his real name, uh, but we're, like, we're always kicking back ideas about what Ben and I, the rhythm section, should be called. And then you recently, um, I was like, probably as of a couple of weeks ago, got back from a... From an East Coast tour with another band that you were in, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I toured with Holy Pinto, 
Um, it's always hard to like describe what that means. A lot of people, since they know me as a musician, think that I like opened for them, but I was just a member of the band for the tour. Mm. So I was just like a touring musician, playing keys and guitar and vocals. So I don't know if I'll tour with them again. I'd like to, but it's kind of just like a, they needed someone for that tour. And that was your first time like doing a multi-city tour as a musician, correct? Yeah, as a musician. I used to be in an acting group in college, and I've done like 10 weeks and seven weeks, respectively, of touring. Okay, all way, right. Way back when. Yeah, well, so now that our listeners have a better idea of who the heck John Justice is, um, man of many talents for sure, uh, great great musical talent. Let's dive into what is what is the music career uh, from a day-to-day basis like for John Justice right now? Right now, it's pretty quiet. Um, when I got back from tour, I didn't really have a lot of stuff lined up. I was meant to do a show like a week after I got back, and then our front man and... No, not our front man. I'm the front man. Um, the front man of another band, I mean, Cabin Essence, mm-hmm. got sick, and he was meant to open for us. And he's also a guitar player in Hallow Tribe now. Mm-hmm. So um, we haven't had a show since September. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but we have... Nick and I are kind of doing... I guess you could see it as like a makeup show um, in a couple of days at Crossroads Collective. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a lot of shows right now. I'm trying to kick myself into gear to record music because as a musician you don't really exist in the world unless you have music out Mm -hmm. Um, i have some demos and one of the reasons i didn't want to put it on this podcast one of those demos as like uh here's some of my music is like it's to me it's not finished yet and um ideally this will live in perpetuity Mm -hmm. so I would like uh, anything that's recorded like that in the public eye to be, I don't know, closer to the finish line at least than it is right now. Sure. Yeah, and I think uh, you and I have uh, similar traits um, in the realm of perfectionism. So is anything ever really finished or good enough, (laughs) which we can dive into a bit later. Um, But now that we know, like, I guess what life is and, and the career of John Justice is like right now, Let's rewind okay. back to the beginning. Uh, I'm very curious, and I always ask um, guests on this podcast some semblance of this question. Um, take us back to when John Justice was first exposed to the idea of becoming a musician mm. and what were the influences or inspirations or experiences that helped open up the idea of you being a musician? Uh, Were there particular people or musicians that kind of um, guided your, your path? Uh, And, and let's, let's just kick it off there. You know, when did you become exposed to the idea of being, being a musician? And, and what was that all like? You mean like just picking up an instrument period or like being a musician as a career? Yeah, I guess, you know, picking up an instrument, what, what, what drew you yeah. to music in the in the creative element, not just the consuming uh, realm? Sure. Um, I have this photograph of when I was like three years old, sitting at the piano in Australia, um, and I don't know that I would have been able to play anything officially at that point. I was probably just messing around. Um, my mom always intentionally kept a a piano in the house in case anyone wanted to learn music. And my brother's a musician and he's 12 years older than me. Um, So it kind of like saw him doing music as I was growing up. I would say that I probably started picking up an instrument before he really got into it. So um, I don't know, like that's a really good question, Nick. You know, that's what I've heard that say. I've heard people say that that's the adult version of I don't know. Mm. And someone says, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, if, if I have this kind of strange sensation, I don't know if anyone listening has ever experienced this. Like before sixth grade feels like someone else's life. Mm. It's just like foggy and it's like 
I can sometimes access parts of it, but it's kind of like I, I wasn't. I sometimes say like I wasn't really sentient back then. Mm. Like I gained sentience in like seventh grade, where I have like conscious memories of making my own choices. I think probably around seventh grade, I found a guitar at a garage sale, and it was pretty bad. And I tried to learn like the what they call the cowboy chords, the first like three or four open chords. Yeah, it's it's a strange thing because it's it wasn't some like major like oh I went to my first show and like was hooked or like. I, w- I didn't have, like, a guitar hero or, like, you know, I didn't see Elton John on TV and go, oh, I want to do that forever. I just grew up, like, singing in church, and I always enjoyed doing that. And there's always a piano around, so I started playing piano sometime probably in middle school. Okay. I took a couple lessons in early high school, and <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated the lesson part of it. I loved playing piano. I used to play it for like several hours. I'd take the whole front off the piano. I don't know um, if anybody feels like Googling it. An upright piano, instead of being like grand, that's flat, it's upright. All the strings go up and down. And you can take the front panel off and see all the strings and the hammers hitting it. And I used to do that so I could make it as loud as possible. So there's nothing in the way. And I would just play as loud as I could until my hands cramped. And I, I guess that's really, yeah, probably around that time, just like, I just like doing that. I just spend my free time doing that. And then it's developed. Yeah, and so I guess let's fast forward to when the idea of making music for a living um, or just for any kind of income at all, uh, when did that kind of take root? Um, the idea of it began probably early high school. I was like, I wanted to put a band together and I lived in a town of 8,000 people. I don't think there was any live venues there. Um, and I was watching my brother kind of start out in like doing like tours around the world and stuff. And I was like, that'd be really cool. Um, and I tried to put a band together in college and Again, just like with scheduling and everything, could never really nail people down. I think we played like four shows across the four years of college. And those were all cover shows. I think I played an open mic a couple times. So really for me, it was always something that was like in the back of my head that I didn't allow to really blossom. I would always say like, oh, that would be really cool to be a musician as a job. Like that would be ideal, but I can't do it. And then... When I was kind of going through a bunch of big life changes, like separating from my wife and deciding to leave the job I was in and thinking about maybe moving back to Australia, um, kind of end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I was like, oh, like, this is an opportunity. Like, I can do whatever I want. And that was kind of the first thing that popped in my head was like, maybe I, after 10 years of dreaming about it, and I think in 2018, going into 2019, Christmas, I had asked for a recording interface, which turns analog signal into digital for your computer for Christmas. And I got one, and I started messing around in GarageBand and... That was probably the first time I, like, actually was, like, recording myself. Um, But, yeah, I would say, like, honestly, February of 2021 was when I was, like, I could be a musician as a job. And, like, started to believe that, like, that was a real-world thing and not just a pipe dream. Yeah. And, uh, And then when was Hollow Tribe seated as the vehicle for this newfound realization that you could become a musician as a job. As like the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, and I think any musician will have a different answer for this. I just was like, I need a name before I can allow myself to start moving in a direction. Um, I, yeah, I just... I had like I had a couple of songs that were done 
before then. I had been writing some in the kind of fall, winter of 2020. Uh, but right around the turn of the year, I think I just, a friend of mine in Arkansas is a musician, and I asked him how he picked a name, and he said he just was always putting like ideas in a note app on his phone. And one day he was just like, I'm going to pick one today. And he went through all of them and kind of just workshopped it until he landed on something. I was like, that's it. And so I did that. Um, and Hallow Tribe came out. So tell us, what does Hallow Tribe mean? It's more than, it's much more than just a, a name that uh, was put into an iPhone note. Yeah. Um, but I know also you're an Android user, so it wasn't an iPhone <laughs> note to begin with. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, well, it wasn't an iPhone. Note. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Hallow Tribe, that's Hallow, like a Halloween tribe. Has nothing to do with Halloween, though. Um, it means a group of people that helps each other reach their fullest potential. So I just, you know, dissected a couple of words and smashed them together. So, I mean, if you want the etymology of the word itself, (laughs) yes, (laughs) um, hallow, you know, is very much related to like holy, or, um, you know, like if you're a fan of Harry Potter, like the Deathly Hallows has to do with the spirit world or whatever. And the reason I chose that was um, that's kind of the idea of like transcendence or like moving above or beyond what's possible, you know, by myself. Mm-hmm. And then tribe, you know, is a pretty face value, like a group of people united by something, um, whether it's blood or a cause. Um and yeah, it really just, I've really struggled with m- making the band or the project like too intense or like too top heavy by putting that much intention into just the name of it. Because sometimes I get lost in like, um, I don't know. It's like sometimes I'm like, is this song really fit the idea of how a tribe or is this just something I just kind of like you know, plopped out one day. Well, I, I, I know that when you and I met and you explained, you know, what Hallow Tribe m- means to you, I immediately clicked because I was, I was, I remember thinking like, this isn't just a name. This is an experience. Yeah. And m- myself being a, a fan of like curated experiences that are holistic and community driven and, kind of focused on like some purpose driven impact like it just really resonated with me and i even remember having several conversations with you yeah. about how to turn hollow tribe it, the the concept into not just a band but like a following of people and experience um maybe even like a verb let's go hollow tribe you know <laughs> um <laughs> And, and so, you know, I remember that was probably what this last winter or, or, or spring when we were kind of throwing that, those ideas around, but, you know, I've been to a number of your shows and it, it does feel different. Um, that's good news. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I obviously knowing kind of, um, you know, the concept behind Hallow Tribe, maybe I go into it with that kind of lens, um, but even folks that I've, you know, brought to your shows, um, you know, even they, they say, you know, after the show, that I mean, just felt different, you know, mm. it just felt different than, than another show. And I think you embody that as a front man, you know, being very vivacious with the, with the audience. And I mean, you have at least one, sometimes two, like guitar solos in the audience when you're off of the stage and kind of jumping around it's 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 really endearing and it does kind of provide this distinct experience um that i think embodies you know what you're going for with hollow tribe um so tell us about the kind of the inspiration around the music that you make it's it's very fun funky sometimes if you didn't if you if you if I didn't know John Justice while at a concert, I'd be like, "What the hell does this mean?" You know. <laughs> Sometimes, um, 
And even even then, like, you, there's been what at least three or four concerts I've been to of yours, both full band and solo concerts, where you make up a song on the fly, yeah, um, with words that have been crowdsourced from the audience. I've never seen another musician do that. Yeah, I'm sure there are other musicians that do it. I've just never seen it. Yeah, um, and I go to a lot of shows. So. You do. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's like a frequent listener of the podcast, I don't know if you've ever mentioned your note that you keep. He, Nick sometimes will show me like, like, oh, what was that show? And scrolls through this en- enormous note on his phone and keeps track. It's like hundreds. It's insane. I don't know how many shows I've seen this year so far. You know, um, do you keep like a date on each one of them? Yep, it's okay. a date. It's a venue. If it's for an, for a certain occasion, I, I jot that down. And if I've never seen uh, the band or the artist before, yeah. I always link to their link tree or their Instagram so I can quickly just like remind myself of, oh yeah, that's who I saw. Mm. Um, and there are only a few repeat offenders um, on that list, and Hollow Tribe is certainly one of those, and Heck a yeah. number of other uh, number of other, uh, Wisconsin Music Ventures members as well. Um, but yeah, 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 so, you know, it's about not about me. I go to some shows here yeah, and there, yeah. but, but yours stand out to me. Why do you think that is? I don't know, man. I, I mean, on the, on the surface, I just am really grateful that that's the experience, because that's always been my goal. Um, I've been to so many shows where I'm just like so underwhelmed and I'm like, ah, <laughs> what? like, oh, okay, we, they played music and it was, it, but it didn't move me. And um, since I'm not really like classically trained, I think I'm trying to compensate for what I feel like is not a lot of musical chops. I think I bring a lot of feel to music I don't have a lot of like super technical like ability yet. I'm getting better because I'm practicing a lot. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I guess I just want I want it to be like a multi sensory experience, and I also want it to feel really like inclusive and engaging in a way like the. It's not me and the audience out there. It's well, it's not me and then like you know the barrier of the stage and then the audience observing. I want everyone in the audience to feel like they're part of it. Um, so, I mean, that could be it. I just, I mean, I, I talk to the audience a lot and doing those, I just realized there's there's this performer that's been doing music for a really long time um, in River West named Cece. And I just realized I might have ripped that off from him because he'll do that. He'll, he usually asks just for like a topic, like, and someone will be like love or, you know, some kind of just one idea and he'll just vibe on it and just make up lyrics on the spot. Um, so I kind of adapted it just like getting three words. Um, but yeah, it's, I think one of the reasons I started doing that kind of make up a song in the moment is to kind of encourage people to be like, you're a part of this and you're like, we're co-creating this right now. I'm singing and playing chords um but thematically you are also engaged as the audience and i i just started to realize like how unique that is when um i was talking to jason and he was introducing me to some people at a studio and he was like yeah john does this thing where he just makes a song up and it's really cool and i was like this dude has seen i don't even know how many shows and he and he was kind of saying that he's never seen that before. Yeah. And I was like, dang. All right. Like, if that's something that someone's leading with when they're introducing me, like, oh, this this is what this guy does. I was like, maybe I need to reevaluate my perception of it because I've practiced it so much. Um, I don't know. I just there's this part of your brain, part of my brain that I just turn off, like the editing part, and just like, okay, those are the words, and the secret really. If, you want to know how the sausage is made? Mm-hmm. The secret is to say one of the words almost immediately mm-hmm. so that you don't forget <laughs> what they are. <laughs> um, and then that kind of drives the process of the song. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Just one thing leads to another, and then you've said the words, and everyone's waiting until they say, I say, like, the word that they called out. And 
yeah, it's it's so funny that that's kind of become my shtick because I'm so intense about like the music, like the actual music that I write, and I'm like, is this um, what is this song like saying? Is it just like I, I don't really try to like write just bops. Like I'm not trying to be like a pop star. Like I I really. I guess there's levels to it. And the first level is that kind of, hey, come to a Hollow Tribe show and have a good time. And then stay for the, like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to experience life from all angles and really um, kind of sit in and experience all the different emotions and not label them as good or bad, just let them happen. And I try to imbue that in the song so that when people listen to them, they can also kind of practice that. Like, you know, I can be sad and also be okay at the same time. Or like I can be depressed or feel like I'm not making any headway and also be hopeful at the same time or, or not. Like I, sometimes you just need to be like, life sucks. And sometimes listening to a song that's like, my life sucks is like, oh yeah, cool. I'm not alone in that. So there's, that's really always been my goal for Halotrad, which I've never actually stated out loud before. Well, leave it to uh, leave it to me to get you to do that. <laughs> even though I think you kind of got there on your own, but you know, kind of zooming in on something that you said earlier, you know, being a community builder myself, you know, um, I think that you and I approach our craft very similarly hmm. in the sense that. To, to create a community, right, which is both of our goals, um, you have to give the members of the community a stake in what's being developed, what's being created. And, and you know, through your, you know, make a song up on the spot with, with, with words or concepts from the audience, like, it does actually create, you know, a sense of the audience leaning in and and just anticipating hearing their idea, their contribution to just this song. But it means something so much more. Hmm. You know, they were now a part of this show. Yeah. And, and, and like you, you said, co-creating the experience here. Um, you know, I'll never forget the first time uh, I, I experienced the song on the spot. Um, it was at Dead Bird Brewing. Was that the first one? That was my the first time I saw that, um, and I think that was the first time I saw you, because um, I was in Illinois, you know, for a while, and we were having these three-hour-long Zoom yeah. chats. But I remember Grapefruit Community like it yeah. was yesterday. <laughs> the three words were Grapefruit Community and Rug. Yeah. And the song told a story about someone who had grapefruit juice, and they spilled it on their mother's rug, and... Um, it was okay, though, you know? The, yeah. mo the, the mother of, uh, you know, character in the song was just like you said. You know, it, you know, you kind of ruined the rug here, but it's okay, you know? <laughs> There's a, like, and it's something else that you said that I kind of wanted to point to, because I think it does distinguish your songwriting, your performing from others. Like, you have this understanding that there is this neutrality about life, hmm. that, that there's good or not necessarily good or bad. There's just the yin and yang of life. And you and I have talked about that so much where life is just life. And sometimes it's going to be great and sometimes it's going to suck. But that doesn't necessarily mean that life is great or that life sucks. It's yeah. just this moment. And there is an ebb and flow and a yin and yang and a high and low. And your, your music, like, it reinforces that belief in me mm. that things are the way they are. They're not good or bad. They just are. And what is right now will be different later. Everything that has the uh, the nature to arise will pass away. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the experience I have because you, between your songs, you you make comments like that. You know that it's okay to be sad or depressed or lonely or uncertain. Um, that doesn't mean anything more than what it means right now. And and yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you have anything more to add to that or if I'm off target. Um, no, man, I'm just like drinking that in because it's kind of nuts. Um, I mean, you talked about synchronicity earlier. The where I'm at in my life right now versus where I was when I had the concept of Halo Tribe. Um, I feel like I'm just now, like, honestly, in the last maybe couple weeks, 
Um, and this is November 7th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, really feeling like I'm much more just present focused and like, yeah, like I don't want to do X thing right now. And so I don't have to. And in five minutes, if I feel like doing it, I'll do it then instead of being like, oh, I should get to that, but I don't want to or like dreading it or. Um, I used to get really up in my head about like, where's Halotrop going to go and, you know, when am I going to record X and got to like get a tour booked and I, I should probably play more shows. And um, I guess I'm just like, I, I lived that way for long enough that I, I really have a lot of evidence that doesn't help anything. And I guess... I'm just trying to share that, like, with other people that um, I think the, the first message that I want, this feels kind of like a, like an impactful moment. I want to make sure I'm saying it how I feel. Like, I think if people take nothing else from a Hala Tribe show or once an album is out, you know, like, listening to it, it's just that, um, like, somebody believes or reminds them that, like, it's okay to just be however you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get on to fixing or solving or even enjoying whatever later on. And hopefully that will happen along the course of a Halotribe show or an album or whatever. Um, but whenever, you know, you're driving home, just to be like... I'm okay. Like, and I have a song kind of about that called good enough. <laughs> and, uh, it's the, I think the main premise of that song is just, you know, if it feels like the world is conspiring against you to like keep you down, just, um, like you can find ways in any circumstance to, meet your needs and you have that uh, power. I mean, power is a weird word. You have the power, you have the opportunity. And like the lyric that always gets to me is that like someone trying to go see their therapist and they end up in a car repair shop. So they just start talking to the, the old oil bins. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause sometimes you just have to say something out loud and gets off your chest and that's good enough for now. Like that's the idea of it. Um, Anyway, I, I don't know if I'm digressing. Oh, you're fine. I, I think, again, going back to like when you and I first connected, that's 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 the experience that I had. You yeah, know, I was going through kind of a difficult time in life, and you know, having a, a a close family member just pass away, and being, you know, in my mom's basement, kind of taking care of all of that stuff, and and you were, you were, you just came into my life like at such a critical moment and I needed somebody to just kind of vent to. Mm. And, and I, and, and you were there and, and we, I think we have similar kind of mindset when it comes to what you were just talking about. Just, you know, uh, you're much, you're, you're much more talented than an oil bin. Uh, (laughs) I will will assure you that. But, um, um, but it was just like, oh, he gets it. And he's like just holding space, you know. And I, I want to believe that I was, it, was, it was a two-way street there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's exactly like, like, that's what I experience when I listen to your music. Even if it's just reco- like recorded, you've sent me stuff, you know, via text and email. And it's just the in-person experience is even, you know, even more like that, just kind of in the moment. And, and then obviously with you being able to make up songs on the spot, like it, it's very in the moment. Yeah. So now I know you've had a, a um, you know a path here of going full time and then back and then full time and mm-hmm. then back to so are there any like particular challenges that stick out to you uh, you know in your musician career to this point that you think have really um, you know could have felt like Ooh, the world is conspiring against me. But when you really take a step back and look at it, you're like, oh no, this this taught me something. This is this has really kind of come to make me who I am now. And how did you approach that challenge? And 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 then in reflection, like what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think 
one of the things is like trying to move away from absolutes. I think one of the harder things in the music industry, you know, if you're, if someone is like, I'm going to be a professional musician and make my money by being a musician, there's no, I don't know how to say it. There's not really like an end goal. Like you can make goals along the way, but music is like an activity that you do. It's like if you're a soccer player and you're like, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. I mean, obviously you work up till the World Cup. And if you win a World Cup, sweet. Like that's kind of the pinnacle. That's the way we measure success. And then it's like, well, then let's try to win it next year. Right? And then you become whatever, like triple champions or whatever it is. Um, obviously, I know you'd be a double champion if you won it twice. Mm. Um <laughs> With music, it's like it's so subjective, and there are so many ways to make money as a musician that it's really, really hard to just go, I'm gonna be a musician like this, and then see like a revenue stream. Um, and so, like, mentally, it's really easy, it's been really easy for me to fall into the trap of like, I have to do. I have to spend all my time doing music because um, that's the only way that I can get anything out of it. And, and you kind of hear that a lot. You know, you got to hustle or like um, you really have to dedicate yourself to it. Um, but what I found is like when I do that without a goal, without a specific like shorter term goal in mind, I end up not doing anything at all. I'm just like laying in bed or like staring at my phone or like watching knife-making YouTube videos because that's what my algorithm showed me. <laughs> um, because it's too big. Like, it's an impossible task to be like, I'm going to do music all the time. Because music, I'm realizing, is kind of like an energy flow, I guess. And, I, I mean, physically, I can only play so much music in a day. Like, I was rehearsing for something on Sunday... So I was rehearsing on Saturday night, and I played guitar for, like, three or four hours probably across the day. And then I played for, like, two hours day of. And my hand, like, just and my arm and my fingertips, like, hurt really bad. And I was like, I don't want to pick up a guitar. So, like, even there you can see, like, it's not even, like, okay, make it a nine-to-five. Like, I'm going to work on music like a job and just do that. Like... It's not just, I'm going to play music now. Um, and that was like a, it's been a hard thing to realize that it's not just like, I'm a musician and nothing else, or I'm not a musician if I'm not doing it all the time. It kind of, it's, my nature as a musician is not something that changes based on how frequently I'm playing music, I guess. And um, I'm realizing that in a lot of other areas of my life that, there are like seasons of stuff and honestly there's no point in doing anything if you don't have some r drive or reason to do it you know mm -hmm. yeah i've heard people say so many times like well you can make money doing anything don't worry about that and i have a tendency to be like well how am i going to make money and uh i mean in music it's pretty undervalued until you get to a certain point and then you have more money than you can imagine um, and it's, it's been really hard for me to kind of square, like, okay, well, the things that I want to do for music, like right now, like recording, it just costs money. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's not a lot of shows in the winter time and the kind of shows that are available aren't shows that I, d I want to do at all. So I'm learning that like, that's fine. I just got to do something else to make money until... Some aspect of music comes around that earns me money again. Mm -hmm. So, like, like that's why initially I was like, I'm, I'm full time mentally. Like, music is. I'm trying to get more and more into like, this is my thing, and also it doesn't have to be the thing I do every waking hour of the day, every day. Or, you know, if I don't do it for a week, that's okay. I'm still a musician. Uh, I don't know if that answered your question. No, it totally does. Um, in a way that I don't think it's been answered before. Um, yes. And 
in the sense that like most, you know, answers I get to that kind of a question are some sort of external, externally um, driven challenge, like, oh, it's been really tough to, you know, get gigs or find bandmates or, you know, whatever. Yours is very much more intrinsic mm. and just like your challenges are, are internal. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's probably very similar to most creatives, I think. Mm. And in a lot of ways, creatives are their, their, their own traits, their own thoughts, their own emotions are the obstacles that stand in their way. Yeah. And the solution only exists within to be able to learn about themselves in a different way that will allow them to either go around that obstacle, go over it, or just realize that the obstacle itself is not real. Mm. Um, <laughs> and if you just bring presence to it, it kind of dissipates. And you're like, whoa, yeah. what, was I, what was I running into earlier, you know? Yeah. Um, so kind of zooming out here, one of, the, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on the show was to get your take on um, and and who better than 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 the community-driven musician to get your take on on Wisconsin Music Ventures and the community of other musicians that you have been you know exposed to and connected to um, and now you you know you you you, you lead this weekly kind of jam session. Um, what has Wisconsin Music Ventures like felt like to you? What has it meant to you? Um, do you think that you'd be where you are without it? Mm. Um, anything that you have to kind of just share about the value of, of being a WMB member, I think is interesting to dive into. Yeah. I will say I, maybe the biggest thing for me has been, it's helped me feel like I'm like a legitimate musician. Um, partly because, I had to do certain things to make sure I was eligible for membership and that kind of like catalyzed me into like, like making a website, like the membership criteria. When I was talking to Allison about joining. I was like, Oh, I don't have like most of these things. And she thought I was like a well-established musician that was just like negligent and like hadn't mm -hmm. updated a website or anything. And I was like, no, like, I mean, we, I joined, in like late July of 2021. And I came up with the idea of Hallow Tribe in like February of 2021. <laughs> the first time I ever played an original song, well, not the first time, I guess. I did that in like October of 2020. Um, but the second time I ever played a, an original song in public was like April 2021 at Open Mic that WMV hosted. And... It was just like, I mean, I, I think even just like her perception of like, oh, like, yeah, you're a music, like you just, just, you know, whip up a website real quick and like buy the domain name and get a professional email and we'll figure the rest out. It was like, initially I was kind of like, oh, you should, like, I don't want to disappoint you. Like, cause I'm not really like in my mind, I was like, I'm not a real musician yet. Like I'm, I, I'm not established and I just have always felt that people in Wisconsin Music Ventures have treated me as though I am. Like, there's not, there's some folks that have been doing music for, you know, decades, the NWMV. So it's cool to interface with them and hear, like, that, you know, like Steve White, who is a bass player, I'm, I think he plays oboe as well. Um, he's been playing music since he was in college, and I think he's... I don't know, like in his 60s maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's rude or not to guess that, but <laughs> he looks great. What um, is age anyway? I don't know. Um, but, he, I mean, I think one of the first online meetups that I was a part of, him and I were in a breakout room, and we were talking about, oh, I don't even remember, but I just remember feeling like, oh, like he's he's got some of the same insecurities that I do. And he's running into similar problems that I'm running into. And I'm like six months in and he's been in bands and touring and, you know, recording music for maybe longer than I've been alive. And um, I think that really just mentally helped me be like, okay, like, again, like music isn't a, it's not um 
quantitative thing. Mm-hmm. There's not like a, oh, I have this much music and you only have that much. Or like, I've been doing music seven years and so I'm seven times better than you are having done it for top five minutes. It's just like, why? I don't know. It's It's an ephemeral thing. For sure. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Maybe when we attempted to record a episode of your <laughs> podcast, um, that you know, we have this this idea of there being a there in the future, right? And yeah. once I get there, I've made it, and I'll be satisfied, and I'm content, and oh, look at me, you know. Right. But every time we get close to that proverbial there, it disappears, and the there just keeps moving, you know? Yeah. And so I think so much of making it or legitimizing um, yourself as in whatever craft that you're focused on is, again, it's more of an intrinsic thing that mm-hmm. couldn't, can be influenced by other people. Um, and I think that's what I'm picking up on in terms of the, the value that you see um, in Wisconsin Music Ventures. Yeah, and I would say that's just like, that was honestly like maybe one of my first interactions on like a, interacting with other members um, that was really useful and also just like getting gigs. WMV is not really like the goal isn't really like to book gigs for the members as far as I understand it. Um, but when I right after I joined, I got like two gigs like pretty quickly. And I think that was really helpful for me to like kind of get myself in gear again and be like, okay, like because I hadn't played anything other than like an open mic before that mm-hmm. so it was really helpful to be like okay like they trust me to represent them at this venue for three hours and like i gotta make sure i show up and that kind of expedited my process that i probably would have gotten caught up in my head a lot sure and like not book to show on my own because i would have been like well i'm not good enough to book a sh-. like if the booking agent's like, well, what do you do? Where have you been? I'll be like, nothing. I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. So that was also uh, like a really helpful piece of it. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So I've got two questions left for you, and we just have this many minutes left in this wonderful <laughs> podcast studio. Okay. Shout out to Podcast Town for, uh, for hosting us this time. What is next in... John Justice musicians venture like what is what 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 can what are you looking forward to what can we look forward to uh, in in just a couple of minutes here yeah um what's next is i am trying to get some like finalized recordings of some songs that's kind of my short term goal like before christmas is to have maybe i'm trying to set realistic goals like 2 to 5 songs that I really believe in that I'm like proud of like production quality wise and get them mixed and mastered hopefully relatively soon maybe beginning of next year and then get them out like in an EP or a couple of singles in the springtime um I think that's about as far as I can look right now mm-hmm. um Emily White who's like a big collaborator with WMV and um I voted fast and stuff I'm and she wrote the how to make money. I don't know. Look, just Google Emily White. Mm-hmm. Um, her first premise is get your art together. And I've seen her presentation like three times. And um, that always just rings in my ear because I've done a lot of the branding and thinking about marketing and trying to find people to play live with. And I've done a lot of thought work. Mm-hmm. And um, like, none of this is going to make any sense if I don't have a product and like get some songs done and something that I'm not like wondering, is this good? Like, are people going to like that? And just like, this is the music that I make. Yeah. And then I think if people resonate with it, they'll pick it up and carry it around and totally. And I'll, I'll make sure they pick it up and carry it around. (laughs) Hey, you dropped this, pick this up again. (laughs) Um, And so the last question I have for you is the same question I ask everyone on the show. Um, and it's a, it's a big one and I usually give, uh, folks a heads up. Um, but I'll be curious to see how you answer this. What do you want people to know about John justice? Like when someone, 
intersects with you in their music listening experience or just in life? What is the most important thing that you want people to know about you? Oh, man. About me. Um, I guess I would want them to know that I'm doing the best I can and that I want more like-minded people around. So if they hear something they like, like to reach out to me um, and, I don't know, just bang some ideas around. I guess, yeah, I guess that I'm open. I'm mm -hmm. open for business and pleasure and community and whatever. That's, yeah. I, I guess that sums it up. I could talk for like seven hours about that, but we have no minutes left. So. <laughs> well, I can attest uh, to that answer. I mean, knowing you like I do, you live that way. Um, and whether you're trying to or not, that is the impression. Um, and the just the beingness that you, you kind of exude. Um, so I'd say your answer is pretty spot on. Sweet. Yeah. That's almost like you just made that up when you, uh, you know, like you do a song. I did. I was going to say, you, you, I'm glad that you didn't prep me because you know I don't, I don't yeah. need any prepping. I think the most honest stuff comes out on the spot. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, I think I know that about you. So maybe that's inherently or in, intuitively why I did not uh, drop that question on you before we started recording. Well, John Justice, this, as always, is just a great conversation. Um, our, to our listeners, you, you've caught about 45 minutes of hours and hours and hours of conversation that John and I have experienced together in only just a, you know, a few months this year yeah. um, of knowing each other. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to be witness uh, to this journey that you're creating for yourself, um, this community um, that, that Hallow Tribe is, is garnering, um, and I wish you nothing but the best, my man. Thanks, dude. Thanks yeah. for having me on, and thanks for all the chats. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Musician's Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at The Musician's Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at Musician Venture on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.